Hey y'all, it's Dr. Janae. What's up, it's Raven, and we are your favorite teacher therapist duo. And this is Houston Healing, a podcast about all things mental health, but most importantly, a safe space for Black people. Our mission is to dialogue, find support, and share resources that help in our healing journey. And I say our healing journeys because we too are learning and growing every day. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome back, you all, to the Hughes to Healing podcast. It's Dr. Janae and Raven, and we are super excited to be having conversation with you again. And today we wanted to spend some time talking about something that is inescapable reality um, for probably all of us. And it's just talking about being our authentic selves, but specifically in the workplace. You know, authenticity is something that we absolutely have to walk in and live in if we want to be fully liberated people. We have to recognize who we are, accept all the parts of ourselves, the things that make us individuals, unique, what have you, so that we can again, live our best lives, be our best selves. So we talk a lot about authenticity as it relates to mental health and well-being, but Oftentimes, when we go into the workplace, authenticity is something that is not celebrated, tolerated, or something that a lot of us feel like we cannot do. We cannot be ourselves at work. Like, we got to get to the bag by any means necessary. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, there are certain ways that we strip ourselves in order to assimilate or accommodate the space that we're in. And so that is something that a lot of people don't think about. It's a means of survival. Again, to get to the money, I'm going to do whatever it takes. So I'm going to have to dress a certain way, Mm -hmm. talk a certain way, look a certain way. And we're here to kind of push back on that because yes, yes, you have to maintain professionalism. You have to follow policy and protocol, but you can still do that while being yourself. Mm -hmm. So just to make an important distinction, I'm not talking about code switching per se, and I'm not calling out code switching because there are some people that see the benefit of code switching and there are others that feel like they should not have to code switch whatsoever. They should be their bold, unapologetic selves, even if that's not palatable or it's not deemed as professional. And I believe that both of those opinions are valid and have merit. I'm more so talking about masking. When people go in and they present an entirely different version of themselves Mm -hmm. that they feel like is digestible for others, Mm -hmm. that is really relatable to others. So you go on to work and you're this whole different person. And then when you get back in your car, you're your real self. And that's what we want to talk about a little bit. And when we think about this in the framework of therapy and of healing, you know, a lot of us go to therapy or are in therapy to discover our real selves and to walk in our truths and to to walk in our truths and understand who we are, what we are, what we like, and to declare that to ourselves and to the world. So we do a disservice to that growth and that healing when we then go report to our nine to five and we're Mm -hmm. acting like something or someone we're not to please others, to advance in our career. And so I think that it's more common than not. And when we think about this in the perspective in the context of black women, it's even more of a challenge because there are all of these stereotypes about the black women as being loud mm-hmm. or aggressive or um, not working well with others. Mm-hmm. Or again, when we go back to this notion of the strong black woman, then you are seen as the person that can get everything done. So when you are your authentic self, sometimes it's pushing up against the normal workplace culture in many ways. So I've said a lot. I've said, I want to make sure that we are dialoguing and we're having a conversation. And so Raven, you have been extremely vocal about 
your process in, you know, growing as a professional and, you know, you've put that right alongside your mental health journey. Mm -hmm. When you think about that, when you think about your growth and development as an individual through therapy, when you think about your growth and development as a professional now, what experiences have you had, if any, to the ones that I just talked about when we talk about code switching or masking or being your authentic Mm -hmm. self and expanding that to the workplace? Like what, you know, what, what, what of what I was saying, like rang a bell for you? Yeah, I think as you were talking, I initially thought my story that I was going to share was going to be one of just like code switching or not being authentic. But it's really it's really masking, actually, because mm-hmm. as soon as you said, like you go into the workplace, you're one way you get in your car, you're, you're another way. I pictured like taking off this whole like bodysuit of, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's this, the full it's, unzip. yes, it's this gift that I actually recently saw on Twitter. It was like family guy. And there is like, oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Unzip mm-hmm. and it's the black, you, your blackness come out. And that's literally <laughs> yeah. when you said that I didn't want to like bust up laughing and like distract you. But that's what I thought of with masking. Um, mm-hmm. Cause with my first, my very first, like young adult job, I was in the office space at a university and, you know, I, I wanted to keep my job. And I also, one, 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 I didn't want people in my business. So I don't want people to know that, like, after the hours, you catch me on the, you know, out in the clubs, you know, I'm doing certain whatever. So I did a lot of masking. And mm-hmm. I would never get, my mom called me. I was at work. She called my cell phone. And I answered the phone. I was like, hello, like, in this very high-pitched <laughs> voice, like, hey, like, yeah. I didn't even say what's up. I was like, hey, like, you know, what do you want? Like in a voice like that. And she was like, girl, you must be at work with this white ass voice on. And I was like, mm-hmm. and in my mind, I also was nervous because I'm like, she talks loud as fuck. So I didn't, you know, you can hear on the other side, you know, you yeah. try to press the volume mm-hmm. down because we're in cubicles. And that was a moment where I was like, wow, I was not, I'm using this very high pitched voice. And it was also exhausting. I think I realized when she said that, like, this voice is exhausting to use. Like, hey, yeah, so I just did the files. Like, hey, like, it was just very exhausting to always turn <laughs> I wanted that voice stat. I wanted stat. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I think a reason for that, because I was like, okay, I'm in the workplace. My voice is really loud. Um, you know, I also, I think I joke about this online and with, um, with you about just, like, my grammar is just all the way fucked. So sometimes when I'm talking, you know what I'm saying? But also I'm trying to, like, in my mind, make sure I say the correct thing and so and my my thing was like use the valley girl voice like let me just good morning how are you how may I help you okay wow that's that is I I'm so sorry that that happens awesome yeah awesome <laughs> awesome sauce like literally taking all of that like I remember like when it, when uh white folks said that's my jam I was like oh my, and that's my jam and so like not that's my jam you know what not that's my jam that's my jam <laughs> and it was it was literally there when my mom said that I was like yo this shit is exhausting it's exhausting wearing and when you said masking I was like it's exhausting wearing this mask it's equivalent to when you get in the car it's like taking off your bra like that's that moment of like let me go ahead the relief the relief, the relief right? right let me go ahead I'm pulling out the driveway bumping you know Pop Smoke, DMX, 50 Cent, Tupac. Like, girl, you was up in there. They would have thought you've been listening to Taylor Swift the way you've been acting. So it was like right in that moment. And that's and that's that performance piece. That's where the exhaustion comes from, because it's different to be like, okay, I can't come at work, you know, popping my neck, cussing, Mm -hmm. talking loud. Like, okay, I get that. And that's where we get we talk about code switching. Like, I do believe that there's a a place where code code switching exists, but that's not masking. Masking Mm -hmm. was you going up in there. Good morning. How's everybody doing today? Yes. Amazing. Like, girl, miss me. Like you said, and if somebody was to see your social media or the cat 
catch you out, they'll be like, Raven. very surprised, like, very surprised. Like, they, like they, they would be shocked and appalled. Mm-hmm. And I think that, and that's what, that's what I think we're, that's what we're talking about when we're discussing being your authentic mm-hmm. self in the workplace. It's like, yes, keep it professional, keep it cute. Make sure you bring the check home. However, do not stray from who you genuinely are. Exactly. Um, and so many people do that. And like you said, that exhaustion is the recurring theme. It's like, oh my God, like I had to sit up here and play in these people's face for eight oh, hours yeah. for five days a week. Like, like, don't let me have to pull the overtime shift. Like it's, it's so exhausting and it just perpetuates this notion that you as an individual, as a part of a culture, a community, um, are not enough or you are not mm-hmm. good enough. So you are sending this message to yourself, whether you recognize it or not, that you're not acceptable in this space. Yeah, and so that's... it's doing, it's causing a lot of stress, anxiety. Um, it can cause depression because you're continuously telling yourself, I, I can't be this person. Mm-hmm. I can't speak my mind or voice my opinion or be my genuine self and be celebrated. So I have to act, think, walk, talk like you. And oh, I have yes. to mm-hmm. deny the parts of myself mm-hmm. um, in order to be deemed worthy, in order to be eligible to promote or whatever the case may be. And I think that's the part that people don't recognize when you yes. go into work with this mask. Like when we're talking about this in the context of mental health, you are doing nothing but trashing your yeah, mental health yeah. by doing that. It's- it's exhausting. And when you said that, I was like, wow, code, I wasn't code switching. I was legit masking. And it was mm-hmm. just so exhausting to do that because, you know, and, there, and then the moment when my voice got different, got to go back and say, and it was also exhausting in my throat. I was like, damn, like, let me get the tea going. Like, it's just being yeah. in that valley girl. She needs some milk. Yes. Right. Like, <laughs> so, but like, so have you been able to recognize as you've done some growth and reflection on why you felt like you had to mask? Like why that was even your reality? I think because I never had anyone who, and we talked about this in a few episodes of like, never had anyone who like been in the position that I was in, right? Being a first generation college Mm -hmm. graduate, like I was the first person with an office job or with a job, right? That wasn't just like... Mm -hmm that my my family deemed as respectable. Like, I mean, I was working at a basic mm-hmm. ass. I was basically like, uh, just, I don't know, upgraded office assistant. My parents swore that I was like fucking a surgeon or something. And like, I was like, y'all, I'm not, I'm not over here saving lives. I'm answering emails in this cubicle. So I think because of that, because I never had anyone like do that role and I'm seeing all these white people in this role, I'm like, okay, let me act like this because mm-hmm. this would keep the the role right this would help me sustain and also like mm-hmm. work with sustainability that's paying my bills so if I gotta come up here and put this mask on I'll do it right if that means I'm gonna mm-hmm. get paid every two weeks and so that was my mm-hmm. mindset it was like a survival it was just me being in survival mm-hmm. mode but I don't think I realized how exhausting it was I was in survival mode but I didn't realize like if you actually didn't mask, you wouldn't have felt like you would have been in survival mode, if that makes sense, right? Like, No, it makes a lot of sense. And you're so you were definitely like modeling and emulating what you were seeing. And like you said, because you didn't have this blueprint, you're like, okay, this is how the people at this job that I'm deeming as beneficial to my to my bills and my parents are deeming as respectable and this come up, you know, because of where we come from, you're like, okay, well, I gotta, you know, again, you were like, I gotta, I'm, I'm training as I go. Yeah. So this is how they dress, this is how they talk. Mm-hmm. This is what they think is funny. Like, so you were very much like hey I'm young I'm trying to figure it out so this is this is the blueprint I'm following so that makes a lot of sense um and then like you said when we are super we are extremely dependent and reliant on this job it's like okay I can't do nothing that's you know outside of the status quo I can't be ostracized I can't you know cut myself off from opportunities to advance whether it's within this company and corporation or another so I I understand 
why people do it and they get into this mm-hmm. cycle and then it just becomes their it's, their naturalist their yes. norm then when you are a seasoned professional then when you are in management and leadership because you know you didn't see them people that look like us in, in a yeah. higher position you'd be looking at them like mm. Now like, you don't stop come it. Come, if you come don't on. stop and, and, it. And it's and it's that shuck and that jive. Yeah. And it's because as at a young age you were taught because of what you saw, or some people's families tell you to mm-hmm. go in and do this. Hey, when you get up in that job, you don't. need to act like this. Yeah. You need but that is just again it's a byproduct of, of slavery. If we yeah. keep it real, mm-hmm. like going all the way back, but it's just something that we've been taught that we have to do to be enough. We cannot be ourselves. Um, but I am here to promise y'all you can be yourself. Um, and we talk a lot about this and, you know, in our personal conversations, and we've even talked about this on previous episodes. We have common interests, obviously we're mm-hmm. similar in, in certain ways, obviously, but we are polar opposites in some things. Yes. And it is so funny in talking about this. I don't know why I don't, I cannot tell y'all why, but I have always been my authentic self in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just only because like, I just really have this attitude and I'm not saying it's right, but I'm being honest. And- I put in the mirror in my <laughs> face. Um, I just, I don't be giving a damn. Like I really, really don't. And I remember um, my first job, like out of graduate school, cause I started my career um, immediately out of grad school. I was 23 years old. Um, and for, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I initially was a school therapist and um, I worked at this particular school and the tasks and the workload and the expectations just continue to pile on us as a staff, mm-hmm. like from the administrative staff, secretarial staff, teachers, uh, mental health, et cetera. Like it was just unrealistic. It was unbearable. And so we were at this a staff meeting and we were um, like in the boardroom. And I remember there was this this teacher. She was older. She was very seasoned in her career, um, had taught at various different types of schools and environments, um, you know, things of that nature. And she was just like super burnt out, but she was a very passive person or from my perspective, she Mm -hmm. was passive. And so she used to kind of just like take these directives and later like in confidence, confide to people and and vent and talk about how unfair it was. So this one particular time she like stood up for herself. She was advocating for herself. And so the director was giving us all of these added tasks and these expectations, these deadlines. And we're all just sitting there like, here, here we go again. And so she spoke up and she was saying something, this was many years ago, but she was saying something about how it was unrealistic and how it was unfair and how this particular individual continued to give us these tasks and kept telling us that it was a priority. This is a priority. Mm -hmm. This has priority. Everything had priority. And she said something to the effect of like, you can't keep saying everything has priority. Like we're worn down. This is too much. Like she was yeah. like pleading with him. <laughs> and um, I'm young. I'm the youngest. For, I'm, I'm almost the same age as the students we're working with, mm-hmm. but I'm young. I have, no, I have no bars, like nothing under my belt. And across the boardroom table, I was like, I heard that. Yeah. And it was just, but listen, she was preaching. Yes, like, and, yes. and I needed, I needed to be like, I stand with you. you sis. Like, you're that, really, yeah. like you are, you are saying what needs to be said. And so it was funny because the director never said anything anything to me about it but he went to my supervisor and just for context this is a black man um Mm -hmm. so it was even funnier but he was so offended (laughs) that I had said that I heard that Mm -hmm. he was like I can't believe she said that like not only that I spoke up and like joined forces with with this you know um with this woman that was being you know exploited but also because I said I heard (laughs) that I wasn't like oh that's right sister yeah Yeah, I I agree I concur with that yeah I was like I heard that like girl listen and I I remember one time I had a meeting with him and he was asking me like if I I was going to continue on the upcoming school year with them and blah, 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 blah. And we're just having this meeting. He was like, oh, I just wasn't sure because, you know, you heard that. And oh, I was like, no, I did. did. I was like, I did. I, I, did. I, I, I sure looked did. him dead in his eyes. I was like, I did. I, 
Yeah. Any other questions? Like, but so that might be <laughs> one of my areas of growth that mm. I need to focus on. But when I when I was thinking about this, and then as we were, you know, preparing for this conversation, I was like, I wanted to keep it real. I was like, I want to sit down and let these people know all the time that I was I was acting different. I was in there yeah. with it. And I was like, no, like I I definitely code switch. I keep things more professional at the job. Mm. But like you said, when I get in the parking lot, it's a whole different story. But even when I think about how I express myself. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always appropriate. I'm never going into work getting sent home because I'm dressed inappropriately or anything of the sort. But I'm me. Like long nails, um, you know, piercing my my nose piercings. Um, there was a time, you know, I used to have my hair Rihanna red. Yes, I had dyed all it the, bright yes. blue. All the colors. Like, I love it. I'm, yes. I'm sitting yes. in there and I'm I'm conducting therapy. Yeah. I'm absolutely writing treatment plans. Like you're not gonna minimize me and my degrees, my experience, yeah. my intelligence. Because you want me to come into work dressed down or you want me to have the little church bun like that's (laughs) I'm going to be me. And I feel I don't know. I just think that's just part of my demeanor in general. Like, I just really don't give a damn. Like, and because when I know that I'm doing something and I'm doing it well, I'm Mm, not going to be um, you're not going to to intimidate me into mm-hmm. acting and thinking and talking and walking like you but I can't like I said I couldn't try to do it for one day I would be dead like I would be yeah, it, awesome yes. sauce that's yes. my jam girl yeah. pack me up I'm yes. not I'm not doing that I'm I'm not I'm absolutely not I'm not about to have no conversation with y'all and act like the I'm playing with you like that like oh my god yeah no yeah mm-mm. nope yes. I, nope I'm not yes. doing it I'm not I'm not um I, and so it's just like I <laughs> this is this is this is that message for anybody mm-hmm. that's like I don't think I could be me. Be yourself. Again, yeah. be professional. Mm-hmm. Keep it cute. Don't do nothing that's going to lose your job, but be yourself. Do not feel like you need to assimilate to be liked, to keep, respected, yes. or regarded by these people. Like, absolutely not, because you're doing a disservice to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm pretty sure if we were to actually engage in some type of research or some type of study to the people who um, mask at work for whatever means, um, for whatever like, reason, yeah. And their mental health, it would definitely. I'm pretty sure there would be a correlation. Of like, there would be, yeah, where yes. and that's not to say people that don't mask are just so happy and they don't stress yeah. out. Or, I'm not saying that, but there's another. But I'm sure layer, there's yes. a correlation. Yes. There's there's a layer to that that needs yes. to be explored. Absolutely. I as you're talking, there are two things that came up. So when when homeboy has said like you know asking if you were going to return, and he was like because you know you heard that what because for me that would have been my moment to be like oh shit like I think I would have then maybe. Let me let me tone it down. What like did you no, not have that? No, yeah. no, no. Yes. Like I, I was like, yeah, I did hear that. I was like, she was right, mm-hmm. and he got quiet again because I was like, you gonna hear me? You gonna hear her? Like I don't know. I, that's that's a whole nother episode. I just don't. I do not give a damn about no, I think a lot that's, of things. Yeah, no, <laughs> and I think that's good. I think what you're saying about like the confident, right? The confident in your work and the confident to know that you had a mindset and you know you can correct me if I'm wrong like I belong here like I belong a seat yeah. at this table and so I think on the opposite of the spectrum I think I felt like I didn't belong in that seat so I had mm. to do that self work mm-hmm. to then now now I can say well I belong here like y'all need me more than I need y'all like yeah I do need Come this on. check but I can go somewhere else and get a check that ain't that ain't nothing That's true. that ain't nothing right now and so I think on the opposite ends of like you, I like I where I was years ago, I wanted to be in that space where I like, I don't give a fuck. I belong here. I'm taking up mm-hmm. space and I'm taking up space this way. I think I had to work through when you mentioned that confidence, because when you said confidence, I was like, I didn't have the confidence. I felt like mm-hmm. I was given that job as like, oh, you poor, like you poor 
poor child, like you just graduated <laughs> and we know you come yeah, from, yeah. from poorness. Let's go ahead and just give you this job, right? Like I'm dead. Not poorness, please. Yes, please. Yes. I felt like Listen, I was and, and, and even if and even if you are a young black, you know, a young black person coming from mm-hmm. poorness or poverty, yes. you still belong. You, you still, still have belong. something to contribute. Yeah. But I empathize and I fully and wholeheartedly understand with somebody with somebody that is trying to find their voice, mm-hmm. to find their confidence, to recognize that they belong. So yeah, you might you might not be saying it from the mountaintops like me who just, you know, I'm not saying it that I'm the blueprint, <laughs> but start to start to walk in your truth at work. And then as you develop that confidence and you recognize your place mm-hmm. in this world, which extends to your workplace, um, you will see that it has a space. But I think to push back on what you were saying, there are absolutely people and you were that person once before that didn't have the confidence. So think about how, as you built it, what all of the work you would be undoing by continuing to mask at work. So you've built up this confidence, you've built up this self image and you've recognized who you are and your value as a Mm -hmm. person. But then you go to work and still talking about some, that's my jam. Awesome sauce. You're in in conflict with yourself because it's like, no, you, you don't have confidence. No, you don't see your value. Mm -hmm. No, you are not happy about who you are because you still are playing around going this. Yeah. You still coming up with like with the Jan, right? Like, the Karen, you still, you, a, not, you, <laughs> you still you still at Starbucks giving them the white name for your yes. car. No, this is my name, and this is how you spell it. Up, the, the, you spelled it wrong. Yeah, like you, Get it you take up yes, space, take up, take space. up that space mm-hmm. at your job. Give your th- your thoughts and feedbacks from your perspective, from the black person, from the non-binary person, from the LGBTQ person, like yeah. whatever it is. Like take up that space. Like shake the table, make them uncomfortable. Exactly. Oh, I love saying that. Shake and the like table. you said it. And if and if yeah. listen, shake it hard. And if they do not respect your value, you. Like you said, yeah, you need you, this check, but you can get that check elsewhere. Somewhere else. Let me tell you, and that's one thing I done learned like a couple years ago where I was just, like, especially with teaching, like y'all always going to need me. I'm never going to need y'all, right? Because I can go get a check anywhere. I can go send a cubicle right now, okay? And Listen. right, I can just be crunching numbers, but one thing's for certain, these bills going to be paid some way, somehow. Um, and I think that was, for me, the work I had to do. I had to work on of like, knowing that I belong in this space. And I think a big thing, I don't know if this was something for you too, like going on my career, I realized like none of y'all don't know a lot of shit. Like <laughs> it's a lot of y'all in here mm-hmm. who I really esteemed. And that's that's no shade or anything, but like, I think I really like- It's just facts. Put, yeah, put myself down thinking like, oh my gosh, this person has this much wealth of knowledge. Like who am I? And then when you really- Don't have nothing. Re- don't have nothing. nothing. <laughs> And I think when I really, especially men, especially men in the workplace. And I think when I realized that I was like, okay, girl, it's time to turn it up. You know, I love when you say shake the table because I love pop smoke, shake the table. Like play that (laughs) at the most ignorant levels, right? Before you go into the, and, and now I'm driving into my job, bumping my music with my windows down, with my nails done. With my neck tag, pictures of two. You come into a parent teacher conference, you're going to see a picture of Tupac. I didn't have to scribble out his gun necklace though. I did. It was a nice, it's yeah, a nice you can, have, you can have no guns out with no kids. It's, That's not like, school like, this in this nice culture and climate. Yeah, it's like, this is a very mm-hmm. nice photo. Let me go ahead, his little chain. But you're going to see me and you're going to, and my work speaks for itself, right? So like, if you have a problem and I always thought that if a job has a problem with like, okay, well, you have your nails done. Are your hairs to this? Are your clothes are too colorful or whatever the case is, then I don't need to be here. Absolutely. And I think 
even when we look at it beyond a mental health scope, like you said, it's this, um, it's this, you know, killing off certain parts of yourself to be accepted by others and what that does to you and the internal conflict that it breeds. But bigger than that, like you were just saying, like all of these things make you, you, and part of you is being a teacher. So y'all are going to recognize that your neck tat, your Tupac, your mm. pop smoke, you know, the connected to your Bluetooth, like all of those things come together in addition to your degrees, your training, your passion, and they make you that teacher that them students love. They adore yes, that still yes. are knocking on your door mm-hmm. years later, talking to you, the families that still stop you when you're out in the community. Like, so not only are you watering yourself down to please somebody else, but you're absolutely separating yourself from the things that make you, you, that exactly. make you beneficial in the workplace. So it's this cognitive dissonance that a lot of people don't recognize, like you trying to perp and play a game. But those things that are that are authentically you are the reason why you at that job anyway. And the reason yes. why you beat out people in the interview, why you have this position, why you've promoted. And I think again, for what I don't know why I didn't I didn't have a blueprint. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think that just comes by through my my fuck it nature. But I realized really early on, like I'm going to be at work and I'm going to be me. Yeah. And when I was um like I said, when I first started out, I was way younger, so I was really close in age to my students, and they all gravitated toward me just because one, I could relate to them a, a lot differently than the older staff. But they were just like, damn, like she don't care. But she's also very, because again, I could sit and I could shoot the shit with these students, but I could also get them to where they needed to go and Mm -hmm. link them to services and address their issues and all of those good things. Um, And it still is the case, even though I don't work with adolescents anymore. Um, I still can sit and relate to you on a personal level or whatever the case we can talk about, um, you know popular culture or things that are happening in the social world. Um, But I also can break down a treatment plan and diagnose you and assess and get everything together with you. So those things make me me. Um, And so I just knew early on that watering myself down was going to do a disservice to myself, Mm. but it was going to do a disservice to my clients and to my population. Because again, I'm preaching, be yourself, speak your truth, live in your truth, but I'm at work being fake. And I think it's the same thing for you as a student with your students, like, Hey, be yourself, be an individual, be unique, but you you in here being a whole different person. And so regardless of what your profession is, like you're doing a disservice to yourself and the people that you're working to serve when you're not bringing your authentic self into that workplace. Um, and I think for me, and I think this is probably what it what it is. I I don't typically like use the word, word woke. I don't necessarily like the word, mm-hmm. but for me, this could be like the the wokeness inside of me. But I was like, if I'm at work trying to act and model and emulate white people, it's telling y'all and it's telling my subconscious that I'm only good enough if I'm it's, tolerable mm-hmm. and relatable to you. Yeah. Like bye. Like that's automatic yes. no for me. Yeah. Like it no. Cause no, who, no, no, yeah. no 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 no. I'm not coming to work with the potato salad and the raisins with, it, <laughs> with the raisins in it because yes. that's like, that's no, what you do. no, no, yeah, no, 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 that's for y'all. That's cute for you, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to act like that's my jam yes, <laughs> because yes. that's going to make me accepted. Like, no, 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 no. I'm going to be me and y'all are going to take it or leave it. Like those are your two options, mm-hmm. period. And I'm okay with that because like you said, my work speaks for itself and I get to go home and sleep like a baby at night because I do not have to deal with the un- exhaustion and unpacking that and then laughing at myself. I can only imagine being disingenuous in the workplace and coming home and laughing at yourself for the stuff that you said, the jokes yes. you laughed at, what you uh, like. Mm-mm. I remember when I took mm-mm. a stand. Work is, work is tiring, it's enough. tiring enough. It's tiring enough. It's tiring enough. I remember when I took a stand. I was like, I'm not laughing at any more jokes. I'm literally looking motherfuckers <laughs> dead in the eye. Like that was unfunny. Like that was not like, no. okay. And I think what you said of like working with students. I think that's when I once I left the office space with adults. 
working and then also like going into teaching and going to therapy kind of happened at the same time. And like kids, it's like you have no choice but to be your, your authentic self in front of kids. Like if you, you know, mm-hmm. making the funk with kids, like, oh my gosh. So like seeing them just be themselves and I can do that and I also can do the work to do that. Like it has cultivated a classroom where like we are just in just great community with one another. Like it just, it just mm-hmm. we meshed well. Like my student who is loud and obnoxious to someone else can be loud and obnoxious in in my classroom I, I don't and I make sure that the work that I do, that I did like I don't quiet them or like make them change mm-hmm. themselves because I'm like I don't want you to be like me talking about that's my jam when you have your first mm-hmm. you know your first real job I want you to bring your full self and I think that's so important like why am I trying to be to be white when I know my and my like I would never want to, y'all want to be us like we are listen we are mm-hmm. the ones we are like like you said the we're the blueprint. blueprint is we are we are the blueprint and when you when you try to water yourself down or tone it down or package it up and dress it up mm-hmm. all you're teaching others and all you are telling yourself is that blackness is not professional yes. or acceptable it's like it's and that's, that's it yeah. like no 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 mm-hmm. yeah it is you are perpetuating anti-blackness by being like i can't go into work with with my ghetto nails yeah. or my loud hair color or my neck tat or i can't say that i can't i can't say i heard that at work why can't yeah. you yeah. why tell me why mm-hmm Loudly, yes. I want to hear it <laughs> right now. Three like, seconds, I, like, like no, and that's lit. Like when people are like, "Oh, I'm dealing with this conflict." I'm like, "Why? Tell me why." Like yeah. again, but why? I live for a but why in every aspect yes. of my. But why? Why can't you go to work like that? Yeah. Why? Now, if you say, "Oh, I can't wear my hair out because I work in food service," okay, you that's, still got to wear a hairnet. But why that hair can't be braided up? Why mm-hmm. the hair can't be blue? Why can't? Why? Tell mm-hmm. me why. Yeah. Why exactly? Because a lot of people have long nails. I'm like, oh, you're a nurse. Okay, got it. That makes okay, cool. That makes sense. But you, because I have people, because you know my nails. You, yes, you know, yes. like, like, listen. And I've, I've had, you know, oh, your nails are so, why? Why? Mm-hmm. I could type quicker. And I promise you, this is no stun. I could type quicker than any office technician I've ever met. They yeah. would tell you. They So I'm like, it's, it, like, my it's nose not stopping done. anything. Yeah. Every, it, the, the, there's nothing impairing my therapy. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Oh, you can't have, you can't have, I remember supervising, again, this is, this goes back to my, my nature that, again, I'm not, I'm not, you know, promoting this. But I remember when my supervisor one time was like, oh, you can't have a nose ring. And I was like, I interviewed with it. Oh, Y'all hired me I, with it. Exactly. I've been here for a year. Yes. Like, what, and now what, you want to say what something? Is it? Yeah. I was like, mm. and I remember they had like the big boss come in and talk about how facial piercings weren't accepted. And this is pre-COVID, so nobody had a mask on. Everybody looked at me and I looked at them. Not the passive girl. I was still working on like I no like, but why? Tell me why. Yeah, I'm like I don't know. I don't. How know is that going to hinder you? Know. Yeah, it's not. It's not. And if y'all didn't like it, y'all should have told me at the interview, or you should have told me on day one to take it out. We we here now. We, we here, here now. now. They still and here. So, yeah. They. I wear them to work. I'm in the discussion. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And I think um, that is something that I hope like. If you are someone who who mask, like I hope that you like this is like oh my oh my gosh like that's the shit that I do. What do I need to do to like stop that? Because it was hard. I couldn't just like mm-hmm. go to work and just I it was because I was performing the whole time. So it took some time for me to like be on that other end of the spectrum. I was like mm-hmm. fuck it. Like I'm going to be myself. I'm going to use my real voice no matter how mm-hmm. loud I feel like it is. Cause you, you know, we already talked about the first couple episodes. Like my regular voice <laughs> is Mill. really, yes. My girl Meek Mill up in here. But no, yes. and, and, but 
I think that, you know, when you're talking about, you know, if there's anyone listening, that's like, damn, like I really mask. Mm -hmm. Like, how do I unmask? Like you said, first and foremost, there was a self-discovery journey that you went and embarked on with yourself. And then you partnered that with the therapist. Mm -hmm. And so when you went through and you did that work, that's when you started to notice you were chipping away at that mask, chipping away at the mask. And you said you helped you to build your confidence, it helped you to recognize your value, Mm -hmm. your seat at the table. So that's how you overcome this is one is recognizing it like, oh, I really am in here before. Performing, yeah. like and I'm performing I, I am shucking and jiving child like you have to call it what it is yes, like you really have honest, to yeah. and then you have to realize but why that's the next question so mm-hmm. you recognize and it's like why am I doing this why do I feel like I need to do this why do I believe that my survival my livelihood depends on me yeah being palatable yeah. for you and for and for this institution and structure of whiteness and then after you do that then you start to do that self-discovery you start to build up your confidence you start to build up and recognize the beauty and the value and all the things that make you you and all of the parts of your identity that collide that need to be celebrated that Mm -hmm. need to be a part of the workplace you know and again you know that's that's how I this is one of those things you know we we talked about when and why to go to therapy and this is one of those reasons that is is a a non-conventional reason or a a one that's not widely talked this is a reason you want there hey I'm struggling I'm masking um I have parts of me that I don't feel are valuable enough or professional enough um and unpack that recognize Mm -hmm. why you think those things and work through it but yeah we you know this is a call to everybody that, um, you know, is seen as other, as a minority, um, as just not the large majority. Like that masking is dead. We are authentic selves in the workplace 2022 and beyond. Let me tell you. Everything else is so Listen. taxing. So why tax? Why tax yourself even more? Like the whole, I mean, just going to, just living the Going to work life. is enough. Yes, going to enough. work is too much in and of itself. And now you and you're acting like somebody yes. else. And I got to come home and I got to nope. do more work. So now I'm nope. like, no, like take, take off that layer. And I promise you will feel so much better. Um, and, and if you are not received, I think, I think of my past self, if self, if I like unmasked in a space and I wasn't received well, I think I would have been like, let me look for another place of work, right? Like, let me go somewhere mm-hmm. else where I feel safe because, I mean, to, to spend all that time and not feel safe or feel secure, like, that's just, it's just a no-go. And so hopefully you are in a space where, like, you can make that choice and you can, you yeah. know, right? Mm-hmm. You can make that choice because I understand, like, bills got to be paid. Like, your rent don't care. Your management ain't going to be like, oh, okay, well, you had to quit, da 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 Like, hopefully you're able to find, like, that space to do that. So, um, but yeah, that's that's, like what I just want to leave y'all with. If you're not in a space where like, I can't leave this job just yet. Like as I unmask, like start looking for other, other avenues out because it's just, it's exhausting and we, we don't need to be exhausted anymore if that makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And if and like you said, it, it absolutely is, um, you know, this conversation does come from a place of privilege. And if you are in a place where you are not able to pivot in your career or mm-hmm. leave where you're at at the moment, even, but when but you're simultaneously unmasking is like you said stop the performance yeah stop stop wearing the mask you know just if you got to be quiet during during your whole shift be quiet you know, yeah like that's, you said the yeah that's awesome amazing right just, on, like just stop all that yeah. you know if you if you can't be unapologetically you in the workplace until you find a space where you can be just be quiet mm-hmm. like you're gonna go to you're going to find yourself at home less exhausted because you didn't like you said you work in a double shift you at work masking and dancing around and trying to you know mm-hmm. Prove to these people you something you're not, and then you got to come home. You got to take all them layers off, and then you got to wake back up tomorrow and do the again. whole thing. Like, again. Let's let's not do it. Let's not do it. Let's yeah. not do that again. Let's not do it. From your favorite podcast therapist, let me tell you something.
No. And if you're not already doing so, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. If you're still not following us on Instagram or Twitter, please do so at Hughes to Healing. That's H-U-E-S to Healing, no spaces. We'll also have that linked in the episode notes, but our Instagram is where you'll find our mental health resource guide and it's a space for us to connect. Yes, connect with us. We want to hear from y'all. Tell us what's working. Maybe you have some questions as you're navigating this journey, but just know that between Janae and I, we got y'all covered. We are always going to keep it real because this is a conversation and we are committed to this with you. So with that being said, Janae, is there anything you want to let them know before we sign off? As always, if no one has told you this today, you got this. Shout out to you for making it this far in the episode, but most importantly, for making the commitment to your mental health to show up and engage with us. So until next time, we will talk to y'all later. Bye.